Welcome to the Chosen Girl Podcast, where we believe you are made for more and you have purpose. Hi, ladies. Welcome back to Chosen Girl. Tell me about it. I'm Liz. I'm Sarah. Thank you so much for joining us this episode as we talk about something that we all deal with. Yes. Stress. Mm. Even that word. I just... It's, I feel like it's just a normal part of our vocabulary, and it's almost like we expect to be more stressed than we expect to be happy. Let's face it, girl. That's yeah. good. Mm. That's real. But yeah. today we really want to dive into stress and um, the origins of it and being able to recognize that, what we should do moving forward, um, and then look, at, look to um, an amazing woman out of the Bible, Ruth, as we dive into times when she was stressed to reveal a little bit how she responded in that moment um so let's dive right in absolutely girl we're so excited because we feel like this is just like a super real conversation that we all need to have amen it's just something that we don't talk about i think that we just take stress as something that's like mandatory Mm -hmm. when really it doesn't have to be and we all know god didn't die for us to live a mediocre life but i also think that god didn't die for us to for us to live a stressful life either. So first, I feel like if we're going to talk about stress, each of us have to identify what kind of stress we're going through and the Mm -hmm. origin of it because all stress can be traced back to something. And Mm -hmm. Liz and I were talking last night and we were like, okay, so stress can either come from yourself. Like Mm -hmm. for me, that's not being prepared enough for something. Like I think back to school days, like not studying enough for a test. I'm going to be stressed out the next morning when I'm in that class. Yes. Um, I think that it can come from the enemy Mm -hmm. trying to add stuff to your plate to distract you. And then it can come from other people because one of the main things that I've been stressed about is relationships with other people Mm -hmm. and how that's going to work out or if I said something wrong or so-and-so said this, so-and-so said that. And really stress is kind of a form of anxiety, a form of drama. Mm -hmm. And, And we need to learn how to harness it. We need to learn how to control it and get it out because Jesus says, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. Mm -hmm. He says, come to me when you need rest. Um, so we've got to find the origin so that we can start like digging out this root in our life of this stressful, just, I feel like it is a root because it does grow. It is. It Mm -hmm. is. So the great thing about everybody is that we're all different. Yes. So like me and Liz, we love talking Enneagram numbers. Like, mm-hmm. of course, we're not just a number, but it's really cool to kind of get inside our head and, and see why we are the way we are and, and think about the way that God made us. So um, we're all different. We all face stress in a different way, but we all need to ask ourselves the question, what has stressed me out the mm-hmm. most? And then why did that stress me out? Uh, so Liz, what... Thinking back to your life, mm-hmm. think of your most stressful moments. Would you like to share a little bit with everybody sure. about that? Um, one of the first things that comes to mind for me is when I was getting ready to graduate undergrad. Um, and I was moving into, hopefully, grad school. But I had put off my GRE, which for you, mm. for those of you who don't know what a GRE is, it's practically an ACT for college, for grad school. Mm-hmm. Um, I put it off and put it off. I hadn't studied like I needed to because this was the end of the year. Um, yeah. I had scheduled to take it on Friday. I was graduating from um, college on Saturday. And then five days later, I was moving um, to Washington, D.C. for um, a job. And Dang, girl. I was so stressed out. I 
literally had a mental breakdown because so many things were up in the air. Because for me, what it came down to was that if I didn't pass my GRE, then I was going to have to find a place in DC to take it. And if I couldn't take it within the next like 21 days or something like that, then if I failed it, then I'd have to retake it. Then so many times I couldn't retake it and I wouldn't get admitted into grad school. Wow. And I'm moving away from my family and I'm like, I don't even know where I can take it. And I'm thinking this is all my fault because I wasn't uh, disciplined enough to make sure that I studied so I feel prepared right now. Um, but let me just tell you about the Lord's provision. <laughs> God carried me through that entire exam because, and I surpassed the score that I had to have by like wow. 14, 15 points. That's God's um, favorite girl. It really is. <laughs> and you know, it really, every time I go back and I think about, I think back on it and I find myself more stressed out in that moment, not because I couldn't control mm-hmm. what was happening. It was because I could have controlled it and mm-hmm. I didn't. And it so was the preparation, the preparation and that yeah. regret, it ate me alive. And like, clearly, I mean, there's been several more stressful moments that have happened in my life since then, yeah. but that's always something that comes to mind because it was preventable, preventable. And like, I would have been, it so much peace would have, I would have had so much peace walking into my graduation, me finishing my undergraduate degree. But instead I left that season feeling more stressed than ever. Wow. And it just stole, I feel like it stole a little bit of joy from me and it was my own fault. And that's, that's one moment, um, kind of going back to what you said, either yourself, others, or sometimes the enemy. Mm-hmm. And that was me. And I recognized that it was myself. Um, it took some time to realize that it was myself, but now I know that, and I can prevent repeating those same um, those those same actions yeah. in my own life. Now I'm not saying I'm perfect, and that I, I never procrastinate or um, or any don't stress about those kinds of things that are my fault. But I think back to those moments, and I think twice. Wow, that's good. That's real. It's- I know it is real. <laughs> Um, for me, it's more of the moments where like I had done all that I could do mm-hmm. and then I couldn't control the other factors. But then mm-hmm. girl, don't get me wrong. Like I'm Mrs. Procrastination. Like it's I'm so the, real. like next to the dictionary where it says procrastination, oh. like there's my face. <laughs> so like, of course I've like put myself into a corner of stress before too. Actually did that today and this week, but it's fine. So... <laughs> But I think back to like some of my darkest times of stress where I just felt like a physical load on me Mm -hmm. and it's when I was depending on someone else and I didn't know what kind of answer they were going to give me. Uh, Um, Mm -hmm. Just kind of the uncontrollable things. That's just my bread and butter of what gets to me because I'm like, okay, if I've done all I can do and I'm still stressed and it's still up in the air, like what can I do? Yeah. And, And that goes right back to guys like in that moment, I was depending more on myself, like if I'm honest with myself, than depending on God. Oh, wow. Because That's anything good. uncontrollable, we have to depend, we have to depend on God. Yeah. And so that was showing that my trust in God was not where it should be, and it's still not at all. But because if you're stressing about something that only prayer or only God would know all the components of that situation, mm-hmm. like the other person's heart, a financial situation, like whatever it is. Mm-hmm then that's me displaying like, hey, I really don't trust God like I should. Yeah. Um, so that's a great way to segue into the solution for stress. Yes. We are not 
like psychiatrists or doctors or anything like that but we feel like the bible through amazing events and through Mm -hmm. amazing men and women have showed us how do we deal with the stress of life and not so much saying like here is God's solution to stress. Like, that's not what the Bible says. It just shows us through the life of Jesus because mm-hmm. he had so many reasons to be stressed through the life of Ruth, who we're going to talk about. But mm-hmm. um, it's all about flesh or, no, spirit over flesh. Right. It really, that's what it comes down to. And I think a large part of that is choosing to respond versus react. Yes. Um, and you might hear that often but it really is applicable to every aspect of your life it totally is. because there's so many variables that are happening outside of our control and there's nothing that you can really do about it as right. much as we love that there is something that you can do but what you can control is how you perceive and how you respond and how you think about those actions and yes. those, those instances because it makes all the difference in the world I mean even psychologically I'm thinking it for I mean some of the things that stress brings are very spiritual and emotional wounds But even for physical wounds, um, I think back to when my mom had her knee replaced, her surgeon told me that I'm so glad that she has a support system because when she has a space where she can be happy and um, where she's being supported and have like emotionally healthy, her wounds heal a lot faster. They do a lot better. So why would it not be the same for our emotional or our spiritual wounds? That so being able to respond and in a in a healthy environment, especially which is a, which is a part of how we're responding versus reacting, um, it's so necessary. I want to I do want to encourage you, especially in those times of stress. If you find that your that your environment is stressing you out, mm. you are not obligated to stay in that environment. That's I think good. so many times we feel like we have to stay there in order to carry the torch of Christ and say, like, I'm here and I'm fighting. But some, but don't forget that you weren't meant to fight every battle. Mm-hmm. There are times when God will empower you um, and strengthen you so that you can fight. And there are other times when he says, I'm going to need you to surrender this so that I can fight this for you. Right. Um, and I think that stress is some, can oftentimes become one of those battles because it's internal. And sometimes there are outside factors that you can remove yourself from. But when it's one of those things where, like in Sarah's case, where you find that yourself, that you're stressing about things right. that you that other people are saying and you know that you can't control that, then that's the time when you need to hand that torch over to God and say, God, I'm going to need you to do your thing because I can't. Because most of the time in those situations where I feel like I have no control and I try to take action to take that control, it makes the situation worse mm-hmm. and I end mm-hmm. up being twice as stressed as I was originally. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to give an example that I heard this past week of what it means to respond versus to react. Mm-hmm. So I was listening to, y'all know we love Voo Church, Pastor Rich Wilkerson, and he he's actually doing a series on stress. I had no idea. We had already decided we yes. were going to talk about stress. <laughs> I was like, God, you got it going on. So, so um, he was talking about how, you know, when we dial 911, there's an emergency response team that picks up on the other end. And you could say, oh my goodness, I've witnessed a wreck or my house is on fire. What, whatever is going on. And the person on the other end of the phone is always saying, We've got this. We're on our way. Where are you? How can we help? Very calm. They're here to find a solution. Mm -hmm. That's basically their goal is to find a solution to whatever the problem is. So that's their response is Mm -hmm. a solution. So what if it was, and I love how y'all got to look up the clip of Pastor Rich doing this. He says, what if it was an emergency react team? Right. And you called and your house is on fire and you're like, 911, this is Sarah Collins, my house is on fire. And they're like, oh no, oh my gosh, <laughs> right, your house is on fire, run, get your family. 
Yes. And and the the thing that I feel like literally God just laid on my heart right now, like reaction is a feeling. Mm-hmm. Like how we react is totally based on what we feel mm-hmm. and our flesh and our thoughts, like mm-hmm. our our fleshful thoughts. So like me, I don't know if anybody else has this syndrome, but like I wear my heart on my sleeve. And so when someone says something to me, it's really hard to hide my reaction on my face. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel that <laughs> my words, I, I may be saying things with my words, but my face is saying even more. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so that's a reaction. That's something that I'm learning to control. And just like with stress, when there's a stressful situation go like thrown your way in your life, which is going to happen. Yes. Jesus didn't promise us that things would not happen to us, right? but he did equip us for how we can handle those things. Mm-hmm. So, it, the reaction is everything. Mm-hmm. So are you either going to say, here's a problem, let's look for solutions, mm-hmm. or are you going to complain? Are you going to gripe? Are you going to call your friends? Are you going to um, do what pleases your flesh in that situation? And for me, that's kind of wallow in it. Like, yeah. kind of like, I'm petty, y'all. Like, you know, like, <laughs> let's be real. Or are you going to take action? Like, which right. one? It's, it's a choice that you have to it make. It is a choice. It is a choice. Yeah. I think so many times you can see those hard moments, those stressors. You can either see it as a threat or you can see it as an opportunity. For and sure. that is completely up to you. I mean, if you see your if you see your challenges that are thrown your way as an opportunity, um, it completely changes and it allows God to bless you. Absolutely. So much more than you would think. And I think this is a perfect segue into us talking about Ruth for just a moment. For sure. Um, Poor thing. She had... It was a lot. A lot thrown at her, y'all. So I'm just going to kind of go through. Um, I highly recommend, if you have not read the book of Ruth, it's only four chapters. You could literally read it in probably 15, 20 minutes. Um, but it has such an amazing story. One of the fun facts um, is that God is not mentioned in Ruth at all. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, except for in the part where she says to Naomi, like, your God will be my God. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's pretty much it. But you can see it in every aspect of her story. Um, so if you're not familiar... Um, Naomi had a husband and two sons. Um, they leave. They go to the land of Moab, and um, they they marry two uh, Moabites and um, oh, not Oprah. Oh my gosh, Orpah. Orpah. <laughs> Orpah. It can be Oprah. Right. Can it be Oprah? Right. <laughs> um, Orpah being one and Ruth being the other, and her son Naomi's sons. Um, pass away along with her husband and she is left um, as a widower with her two also um, daughter-in-laws who have mm-hmm. also been widowed and she says to Orpa that you know you can leave go back to your family and Orpa does but Ruth says like no Naomi like your family is my family um, your God is my God where you go I'll go and what a testament I mean I'm getting chills right, right now because what that is saying is that Ruth v- up front very front chooses to do what is right over what is easy. Mm, and over what she felt like doing. Right. Because, I mean, really, I would think if I had lost a spouse, even just being with their mom mm-hmm. would be hard. Mm-hmm. Um, with the grieving process, like you're being reminded right. of him and that family. Mm-hmm. Like, following your feelings and following your heart right. isn't always what you're supposed to do. And when I did this, I meant, like, feelings will lie to you. Yes, they can. They sure can. And, you know, one of the things is that 
if Ruth was young and like Orpah, yeah. she could have very easily gone off because she's in her home country. Unlike Naomi, Naomi is not in her home country. Mm-hmm. Um, Ruth could have gone off and gotten remarried and everything would have been fine. But instead she does um, something so much greater and, and shows love and kindness to her mother-in-law. And so um, Naomi, knowing that um, what a hard life it is and the tragedy that she's experienced actually changes her name to Mara, which is bitter. Um, and how sad is that, that you feel such a loss that you are willing to change your name yeah. and change your, change your outwardly, your humanly identity, um, to match how you're feeling on the inside. But so fast forward just a little bit. Um, Naomi remembers that she has some relatives and there's back then there was a redeemer. So pretty much if you were a widower, there was somebody, a designated person in the family, um, who would take in that person and they would care for them. Um, they'd just be that person for each family. And they said, you know, I think Boaz, uh, you know, he's that person. And so Naomi instructs Ruth to go and glean the fields. And if you didn't know what glean means, pretty much after they've done the harvest, there's a couple of straggles of barley or wheat or whatever it is that's gotten left behind. She says, go and pick those up. And I think this is so important to the story that Ruth has already chosen a harder life willingly in the sake of just protecting and like being a friend and like family to just Naomi. Not thing. Yeah. And now she's being told that she needs to go pick up after pretty much be like a bottom feeder to go yes. pick up just to get enough food. And she does what Naomi has told her to because she loves her and she respects her. And she was humble. She was so she was humble. willing. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Willing to do what it took to help the two of them survive. And so Boaz notices that, um, that Ruth was going behind in the fields and, um, he heard about her story and thought, wow, like that's a woman of character right there. And so, um, she goes back and, um, she tells Naomi that she got to see Boaz and, um, she's like, oh my goodness, we're going to try to arrange this so that maybe he will redeem our family. Mm. And, uh, she tells him to go lay at his feet. Um, and then when he comes after the feast and he'll notice you and he'll tell you what to do from there. So pretty much she goes, she sleeps by his feet that night. And in the morning to keep from anyone having any suspicions about what's going on, he um, sends her on her way, but also sends her back with six servings of barley for them mm-hmm. to eat. And then um, back then there was a high council and Boaz says, you know, I want to redeem this family, but there's one person who is in line before me. And um, the person who was in line did not want to take in Naomi and Ruth be- simply because of Naomi and like, I don't know, she's from another land. Like, mm-hmm. I don't really know her. I, I'd have to take, you know, having a wife and the mother-in-law and all this stuff. No, thank you. And so, but Boaz was so willing to take them in because of the character that Ruth had been, had shown wow. and her willingness to take, to take up after Naomi, to humble herself enough to collect grain when her mother-in-law could not and to just to be so respectful and kind. And I love this story because in all of this, when you think about it, Ruth and Naomi had every single reason to be stressed. And we already talked about how Naomi was stressed enough to change her name. Right. But in this moment, in this time that was like a very unclear storm, my husband has passed. I don't know what I'm going to do, where I'm going to go, what I'm going to eat. I have no family that's near here. The Lord continues to provide and to, um, to, to really clear a path for them. Yes. And it's a reminder that God cares for you. 
in case you've forgotten and if you ever forget remind yourself even if you have to put on your mirror have it on your phone background schedule yourself an appointment every day to remind you that that god cares for you and that hard times do not mean anything that it's nothing to god god created this he created this universe Trust me, he knows your struggles, and he's waiting for you to surrender those over to him. Right. And that includes some of these outside stressors like losing a husband or losing someone special in your life, all the way to those internal battles as well. Yes. Um, but some of the – I've written down a couple of the qualities. Oh, let me go back. Before I get into the qualities of Ruth, um, one of the things is that Ruth's dedication to Naomi placed her in the lineage of David. Isn't that fantastic? Yes. How amazing. Who ends up being the lineage of Jesus. Exactly. She, Ruth, is is in the lineage of Jesus because of her obedience, because she chose what was right over what was easy. Exactly. Because of her response in this very moment. The stress created the opportunity Mm -hmm. for there to be a response. Because I want, and I want to remind you just to bring this back, is that she had an option to choose a much easier life. Mm -hmm. She had an option to choose something different. And stress has an option. Our own stress. Exactly. How we respond to that, we have an option. You can control that. And instead of, I mean, doing the other thing would have been easy. And I'm sure she would have had a happy life. But this put her, it elevated her. And... If you have, if you ever get in that moment when you were so stressed and you don't know what to do, let me just tell you um, a little tidbit of advice that I do. Take a moment. Mm-hmm. It is okay. Yeah. If you're in a stress, even if you were in a stressful conversation and someone is asking you to do something great and you're not sure, take a moment. If, if they, if you know you have to make a, a quick decision, take a minute. Even a minute can make yes. all the difference in the world. Don't just be rash. Take a moment so that you can respond versus react because those emotions and those feelings that you're having might have you do something that you're not actually called to. Oh, girl, just like in an argument, true. it might have you say, but when you're stressed out to the max, it might have you saying things that you might regret mm-hmm. or things that don't need to be said or actions that you know you don't need to be doing yes. because you simply didn't take time. Time is a human construct. It is okay. Whatever it is can wait one minute, 60 seconds. Or if it's a bigger situation, one day, like, go sleep to sleep on it. and process. Amen. There's so much power in taking a nap about Like, it. I think about Jesus when he was answering the crowd in that one story, mm-hmm. and he kneels down and just plays in the dirt for just a second. Like, and then it's almost like he could compose himself mm-hmm. and then give the answer that was needed. So instead of reacting, he responded. Exactly. In that moment. And Jesus, if you look throughout his life, he was given so many stressful situations. Like, he was basically surrounded by people who mm-hmm. were either sick in need of a miracle or sinners in need of a miracle. Mm-hmm. So, yes, that is stressful. Like, <laughs> a little bit. Cause you're people's like, problems are stressful. <laughs> I mean, Jesus was also human like the rest of us. Yes. And we have the luxury of being humans that just kind of get to do whatever we want with whoever we want. And right. Do our, our lives. But he's constantly being sought after like a celebrity, but he's also like a normal person. Yes. And so imagine if you like have being a normal person doing your normal life things and being followed by the paparazzi all the time. Mm, but girl. instead of paparazzi, people are being asking you to heal um, them and the, and the sick and the wounded. And, and you never see him in a hurry. Mm-hmm. You never see him stressed out. He was always very open and spoke his mind. But yeah. I'd picture Jesus being very slow to process what he said and how he heard what people said to them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, guys, if we would be like Ruth, and humble ourselves mm-hmm. and first do the right thing. Yes. Like we all know when the Holy Spirit's telling us this is the direction that you're supposed to go, you know that this is the right thing. 
follow that, Mm -hmm. humble yourself enough. Like, I can't imagine, like, y'all know, like, let's be real. If we are thinking about real life Ruth, think of, like, she was still grieving when she was gleaning those fields. Mm -hmm. She didn't know she was about to meet and impress her first, or her new husband. But she was obedient anyway, despite of her emotion, despite of her circumstances. She was faithful Mm -hmm. to what she knew was right, Mm -hmm. and she responded instead of reacted. You're absolutely right. So... And then look at what look at what God blessed her with, mm-hmm. and I think that just like Ruth, we can mirror her actions. We can do the right thing. We can humble ourselves, and then our Redeemer comes. Amen. Mm. That's so good. Then our Redeemer comes and fixes and turns the stress into a story. Mm-hmm. That's why I love that verse, Romans eight twenty eight. If you're in God's will, He's going to work out all things for good. Amen. So if there's an obstacle that comes along the way, if there's a stressful situation, you can use it for a testimony or it can be the opportunity that was needed to finish your story in a certain season, you know? You're absolutely right. And, you know, just just to wrap this up, the three things that I hope that you take away from this, that in the times when you're, respect, when you're stressed, excuse me, take a moment to respond. Remind yourself to be obedient to whatever God's called mm, you to. Yes. And even if you have messed up, there is redemption for you in those moments. And to come back and say, God, I've messed up. Please help me fix it. And he will. And we can learn from it. Exactly. Like nothing is wasted with God. Not a single thing. Yeah. And the last thing is to humble yourself. Because when we do those things, that's exactly what Ruth did. And now she's in the story. She's in the lineage of Jesus himself. And the Lord was able to bless her mess. This wasn't a mess that she asked for, but something that she was dealt. And look what the Lord made out of it. Yeah, absolutely. And he can do that for you, too. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much for listening. We have such an exciting week next week with Chosen Girl. If you are a girl who, when you're stressed, like we've talked about today, you feel guilty for not resting enough because you're so busy and you've packed your schedule or whatever you've done. Mm -hmm. If there's any other girls like us... (laughs) But then when you decide to rest, you also feel guilty because you're not working or you're not doing what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Where is the balance between stress and rest? Mm-hmm. That's what we're going to talk about next week. So make sure you tune in next Tuesday. We're so excited about what God's doing through Chosen Girl. Make sure you download our app because Liz is writing amazing daily devotionals on there. We've got the Chosen Girl music playlist on there now. Feel free to drop us a question or a comment. There's all kinds of resources that we would love for you to use to enhance your daily relationship with God because God did not send Jesus so that you can have a mediocre life. You are chosen and you're made for more. God has a plan for you. And we'll see you guys next week. We'll see you next week. Bye, Bye guys. Thanks for joining us on this week's episode. Remember to subscribe to Weekly Encouragement at thechosengirl.com. Now go out and live that chosen life in him, friends. We'll meet back here next week.